0: Now broadcasting live via it so eStream loud. or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdumboard.com presents the Cast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy.
1: Why are we friends with <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't
0: get to wow, I'm, glad, I'm your
1: glad your mom was a uh,
2: uh, You said your you parents don't listen to this. <laughs> he just looked at me like, I really should I, I punch, punch him?
1: him? It doesn't <laughs> work if you're not wearing why? mariachi suit. Now we're yeah.
2: in a I don't know.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bag Broadcast, episode number eighty-nine. I'm Chris. I'm John. I'm Paul. We're a semi-weekly podcast that comes to you in four main topics.
0: The first being the weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next being
2: our main topic, or not a main topic, our uh, eighty. Wait a shit all over that.
1: Oh Tom. man,
0: eighty-nine of these, John.
1: Same format. Eighty-eight episodes before this. <laughs> <laughs> we do the list after the that list. Thank the you. The comic books we're most looking forward to the week of July thirteenth,
0: and then we bring you the main topic. Hey, look, it, uh, June has passed us by, but we have to rate some comic books first. I Did said you say rate. rate or rate. I said rate. And then we bring you. Well, then we
2: bring you our movie fix, and this where week, we rape? We're totally sort of, like, gonna rape you with our movie fix. And uh, some movies. Uh, not really a movie, but we're going to do a TV show and talk about the uh, three seasons of
1: Parks and Recreation. Man, Parks and Rec is a great show. One that I just always want to sit down and have a beer with as I watch it. Wow. and this, That was a great segue. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, our beer... Thanks this... for leaving that weird pause in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can edit off that pause. No, no we're not. not. No, of course not. <laughs> You saw our video. You no, saw God. our video on our YouTube page. We don't edit anything out.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time and say more stuff in there. So that pause <laughs> is just you have to keep it.
0: Then it wouldn't be a pause if you said something in you know? it, and then it would not. Time, machine. It. time machine. Time pause. machine
1: pause. It can wow. happen, Paul.
0: Totally happens. Paul. Time cop kind of time
2: machine. Totally is. Uh, and this week our uh, our beer is uh, from Germany. It's uh, Hofbrau Original. Um, it's actually not not the best I've had of this kind. Uh, what was it, the Mybach? Yeah, the Mybach. The Maybach was fantastic. Um, Oh, I thought oh, we were starting s- off our shit beers of the world. Oh! Oh! Competition. Uh, uh, the Mybach I think, is definitely up your alley, Paul. Yeah, it's, it's much better than this. And it's going to be, I think, my choice for fall beers. Well,
1: this is one of those there ghost beers. It really doesn't have any sort of flavor beyond that initial sip. Uh, and...
0: Even that initial sip is just a metallic, oh, I'm sucking on a spoon instead of actually eating anything.
1: You can say what you're thinking. It's like blowing a robot, Paul.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> it's like oh, blowing oh my, Paul McGowan.
0: It's like <laughs> blowing C-3PO.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to this, you can't see, but I did the C-3PO arms too. They're, they're, they're at like 90, 45 degree angle, somewhere between there, and they're just like moving in front of me. <laughs> oh my! Whatever will I do? His first job was. you C- fillet a- me! <laughs> in, in 63 billion different languages! <laughs>
0: his first job was working with. Uh,
1: Binary load lifters! Load lifters! <laughs> which his sure.
0: second job was getting load jobs from me. What,
1: which are quite similar to your evaporators. <laughs> Goddamn, Star Wars, you are great! Thank you for providing More. me with that knowledge. Just so I can make some bad jokes.
2: But yeah. So the, yeah, not, not the best beer. Not the best <laughs> uh, It's, so. I mean, it's their um, probably lower-end or not Heineken, uh, Bex. Yeah. I think Bex is a way better German beer. Um, it does have that nickel-y that you get yeah. from Amstelite or uh, Heineken. low job
0: going, or Yeah.
1: Those protocol droids, they have no taste. What are you doing? I'm trying to, okay... What I was doing is I was wiping off the rim of the bottle because I was gonna say, "Well, maybe it tastes better. Just maybe they have crappy caps on it." So I was going i was experimenting with science, John. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that all right? Well, no, we poured our beers pool. into. Nope, oh, so bad. Nope. Yes, <laughs> sure, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, already drank one. Yeah, uh, already drank one out of the <laughs> tank glass. I realize <laughs> yeah. that now. So well, that was this was that was the control.
2: <laughs> it was an amazing experiment. I tried, by the, by the way. Thank you. I like your
0: hypothesis. You just it was, it was there.
1: Oh. Well, I guess that means it's time for us <laughs> to uh, forego the weekend geek because we really don't have too much to talk about. Yeah, I no it no was... really haven't. I mean, stuff happened, but there's just nothing really...
2: Paul, who always brings most of the news for the news, hasn't had internet, so he hasn't been able to look it up.
1: I mean, the only thing actually I I guess we could talk about is they're starting to reveal images of the dwarves from the Hobbit movie, and it's kind of just getting me a little bit more psyched for it, because I mean, the more I see about this movie, the more I get excited for it. I mean, we already got to see uh, Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman, we got to see more Gandalf, Um, now we're starting to see, you know, the rest of the supporting cast. I mean, it's going to be huge supporting cast in this. I mean, you've got, like, 13 fucking dwarves there.
0: But it's cool. It is cool. The only other thing I can say is, uh, Supreme Court! Hey, 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 hey. Video games cannot be, are not going to be regulated by the government. Uh, I know that it was the state of California uh, California that brought up a lawsuit trying to, or was trying to pass a law that, uh, they were being ruled on. Whether or not they could make it a law to make it illegal to sell violent video games to minors, which is kind of a mute point since the ESRB, you know, rates and reviews all video games now, and if it's rated M, no store will sell it to somebody under the age of 17.
1: That, that's a self-policing thing, yes. though. Like that's kind like of their every
0: other industry
1: to keep it in check, and I. I guarantee it does happen where stores just don't care or don't right. pay attention. So they will get sold. But this would make that actually a crime if a store did sell it to someone mm-hmm. under 17.
0: But the government doesn't regulate it for movies. Like if a uh, theater was selling tickets to NC-17 movies to kids that are underage, there would be no fine for that. If, uh, they, if Walmart actually sold explicit lyrics CDs... Which I don't think they do
1: No, they uh, only sell edited ones yeah. I know that because I actually have a copy of Goldfinger Stomping Ground that I bought there That's edited And I'm just too lazy to have ever bought The real copy of it So I've had that CD since 1999 And I still don't know what the swear words are on it
0: Oof. It's uh, always really Well yeah,
1: edited <laughs> It's always really awkward when I see them in concert Because I don't know like what the <laughs> swear word I should be saying is. <laughs> So you- I make up my own like flour, I'll put in there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would just eat during that beat. No, beep. beep. Well, they're, they're not beeps. They're just like the weird vocal pauses.
0: Oh. What's your favorite element? My favorite element? Yes, would probably be magnesium because it burns the brightest.
1: John. Nickel. Mine's molybdenum because it's the most fun to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good element for off the top. No, that, that was burns very good. Brightest.
1: It does only burns half as long though.
0: Special guest in the studio? We don't have any special guests no, in the studio. Not at all. We never invite do. anyone. No, it's just too nerdy and awkward. Oh yeah. So I don't know what the big brouhaha was with the super Court thing, and but I think a lot of the mainstream media was trying to make it sound like games weren't policed at all. Yeah, it's self-policing, but still. Uh, uh, last year, I know there was a surveyor you know, within this past year where the, they actually sent, you know, basically like secret customers, you know, secret shoppers to try to buy explicit uh, CDs, uh, go to a movie that was rated R, buy a video game that was rated M for Mature. The Most of the time, over 80% of the time, a kid was turned down to buy a uh, rated M for Mature game Versus, I think, only 60% for getting into a movie and only, like, 10% of the time to buy an explicit CD. So, I know that I've been... better. I've been carded for, buy, like, going into a movie
2: and buying a mature game, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever, for a lyric No, a, I've, I've a never CD. been checked for a CD. <laughs> yeah. So. Interesting.
0: It's like tipper gore all over again. Ooh. Study your history, kids.
1: I was thinking about a way to segue Tipper Gore into the list, and I got nothing.
0: Study your history, kids. But we don't want to talk about history quite yet. We want to talk about what's coming up in the future. Oh. This week. Well done, when sir. Wednesday. Who
1: wants to go first?
2: Uh, I'll go first. I'm looking forward to a book from Marvel Comics, and one of the only reasons is because it's written by Ed Brubaker. Art by Steve Niles, and it is Captain America number one. We're getting. Steve Niles
1: is a writer. Steve Epting? Steve Epting.
0: Wait, no. It has to, it
1: has to be Steve Epting. S- Steve Niles uh, is the guy McNiven, who I'm sorry, Saturday Steve tonight. McNiven.
0: Oh.
1: Hey, you like Steve McNiven?
2: I do. Uh, Steve McNiven uh, on I like Burbaker. And you're bringing um, Steve Rogers back into the Captain America costume. Because.
0: Spoiler alert. Uh Bucky just got shot during uh fear itself. Why'd you spoil that for me? I gave you a spoiler warning. You could have covered your ears.
1: I didn't know what you were gonna say. Hey I have that issue right oh, in front cool, of us, so I can do you that. can you can oh, it. So is that, that why the Captain America mask is right there? Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, looking
2: forward to that. I've really enjoyed Bruke Baker's run with uh Captain America and Bucky as Captain
0: America and looking forward to this. Hmm.
1: Paul, what are you looking forward
0: to? <clears throat> It's a series that I'm going to miss picking up because I didn't pick it up during the draft. It's Birds of Prey number thirteen, written by guest writer guest writer Mark and formerly writer of uh, the backup uh, man Manhunter. I don't know what's, this is, uh, what this issue is, what this issues is going to bring us, but I'm looking forward to seeing what another uh, writer will do with the team. Especially the team that I've now fallen to enjoy. I don't know about the new lineup that's coming up. So,
1: I know. Mark Andrico is a great writer. Um, I don't know if you ever read any of his Manhunter stuff. Or yes.
0: Because I, remember, did, I bought
1: all those issues. Okay, that, yeah, that's yeah. right. You did. Back
0: when they were on sale for like 25 cents yeah. a piece. And I'm like, I'll just buy all these did, issues. Did you enjoy it? I don't remember what you thought. I pretty much did. Uh, it was just a character that I didn't really get a feel for. Because okay. I liked her... I like the lawyer characters. Like, I like Daredevil when he's in the office. I love She-Hulk when she was, you know, Jennifer Walters. And they kind of got away fairly quickly from the whole lawyer aspect in Manhunter. It stayed a part of it, but... Yeah,
1: they they, they do go back uh and forth,
0: you know, with her being like an assistant DA. But it gets very costumey very quick uh, in the series. But I do like that she just stole from the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how she got her costume it's pretty cool. Not yeah. everyone can
1: afford it like Batman. No. Most people
0: have to be low rent like me. Yeah. Very much. Like you. Chris. Hi. Talking Chris. about low rent. Yes. <laughs> what book are you looking
1: to? That was horrible, Paul. <laughs> that was an asshole segue. That was such an <laughs> asshole segue. Wow. I'm looking forward to the issue that I have with Paul now. <laughs> um no, actually the book I'm looking forward to is one that kind of leaves its way in and out of my uh, list picks, but it's Red Robin number twenty-five. Um we're approaching the end of this series. Um we're two years into it now and I'm gonna hate to see it go. But um you're gonna have Tim Drake. Kind of uh, fighting against Miss Cassandra Kane, who is popping back up in Gates of Gotham right now, is the Black Bat. I've always liked these two characters, especially their interactions together. So I'm really looking to, looking forward to reading that in the pages of his book while it still exists.
0: Cool. Good books coming out this week. Some good books came out last month. We should probably talk about them. Why don't we? I mean. Topic. Well, who wants to start?
2: So we're doing a little different um, a little different review than we've done in our last ones, and we're all just going to individually review a book that we've read. And my book this week, month, is All Winners Squad Band of Heroes by uh, Paul Jenkins and Carmine D. G. D'Amico. Uh, basically what you have is um, the story of a group of soldiers surrounding Captain America during World War II, which are actually all costume heroes as well and um, it all, it flips between uh, world war ii and the present time where one of these guys is explaining to his daughter kind of a, the time that they were in and that uh, all the comic books coming out about these superheroes were a little bit exaggerated and uh, trying to explain to her what really happened really kind of fun book you have uh, a really interesting cast of heroes with them of uh, Captain Flame, the Young Avenger, um, some guys that look a lot like Hawkeye. There's like five guys with a oh. hose running around taking out tanks. Ooh, really kind of fun, and there's this mystery figure kind of sneaking, creeping around the house while he's trying to explain to his daughter this stuff. Really a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series coming out and seeing where this
0: goes. Kind of cool. Paul Jenkins, huh? Yes. Paul Jenkins back to being on the good side of things, away from the, that weird uh, son of uh, the Fallen sun Age of Century book.
1: I never read it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know what you're talking
2: about. I've, the other things I've read read by Paul Jenkins, I've enjoyed. Uh, it wasn't him as a writer wasn't a selling point, but just mm. what the book was about. And I think he's doing a good job. The art is really good in it. <clears throat> you know, he's got a flash. Um, kind of between the, the war zones and then these kind of at-home moments that, you know, they stay consistent but lose the grittiness to it
0: versus the war scenes. Yeah. Kind of cool. I liked it. Paul, what did you like? I liked Batman Incorporated number 7, written by Grant Morrison, art by Chris Burnham, and Chris Berman... Berman Burn Burnham? Man, I said it right <laughs> <laughs> when I was saying the names. Now I can't say it right. Burnham, uh... He's kind of almost like a a very Frank Quietly style.
1: That's honestly who I thought was on this book at first when I was flipping through it. it,
0: it, You know, it kind of has that chunky facial, chunky kind of faces, chunky body types. Um, And this issue deals with Batman recruiting a uh, man of bats who's been working as a Batman on the Indian reservations. You know, trying to keep a liquor trade down and also trying to keep drugs off the reservation. Even though there are crooked cops and uh, a Batman pickup. Batman Batmobile pickup truck. Mm, nice. It's just like, Grant Morrison does a lot of just fun things here in this book. You got basically, uh, Manobats is working as a Batman on the Indian reservation. And he's also kind of a tourist in himself. Like, he's running the Bat Cave. Like, come and see... Uh entrance fee fifteen dollars. Come see the ghost shirt. The crime lab. The case book archives. The hall of trophies. See the incredible Batmobile, which is just a pickup truck that has the bat symbol painted on it. And the Bat Cave is just a shed in front of their house with the bat symbol on it. It's just you know one of those things where it's very uh you got a wooden the wooden nickel instead of the giant penny. <laughs> uh, it's just fun you know Chris Burnham does a lot of you know really fun visual gags here but it does deal with this really dark issue of crime on the Indian reservation because it's so hard to police because you don't state troopers can't run can't uh, arrest anybody that have crossed into the Indian reservation and it then becomes their problem and the drug trade is it's hard to uh, get a hold of it so you got this man of bats that's trying the best he can and goes over the line quite a bit, and his son Raven. Yeah, it's like a Robin, Robin playoff. You know, is is kind of getting tired of always being the the voice of reason. And uh, but it's just one of those really fun Grant Morrison issues where it has that kind of <laughs> zaniness to it, but also has that second level where it's just kind of really dark and gritty because of just how bad it you know you see how bad it can be on an Indian Reservation
1: And that's it all. maybe why I never got into Jason Aaron's Scalped because I've tried to read it and <laughs> I just haven't
0: yeah it, it, if you think Scalped is too dark and gritty this is right there this is above that kind of level so uh, it's a fun issue I think it's a really good read and I think we should, you guys should check it out.
1: This is because I said it.
0: Chris, what would you like? <laughs> what would I like?
1: Um, <laughs> Other than more beer. I would like another drink please. actually. A different drink or um, another one of these? No, actually, yeah, that's okay. I'll wait. Okay.
0: You,
1: you review a book. I'm going to review a book. show you
0: beers. And you will
1: pick them. And the book I actually wanted to talk about is in Batman Gates of Gotham. And I don't mean Batman Gates of Gotham because it's actually included inside there. Nothing against Batman Gates of Gotham. um, Which number two came out this month by um, writer Scott Snyder, um, art by Kyle Higgins. And I have to say, after reading two issues of this, I'm kind of upset that I haven't been reading his detective comics because he writes the Batman family well. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I could care less about the story in Gates of Gotham Because I'm just having more fun actually reading the characters, because this is right now your Batman family book. You're getting Batman. You're getting Robin. You're getting Red Robin. You're getting the Black Bat. Like, this is everything I like. which Batman? You're getting the Dick Grayson Batman. Dick Grayson. And you're also getting some Commissioner Gordon stuff in this (laughs) issue too, which is great. And then you've also got the Penguin and Hush in here too. Yeah. What's not to like about these big Batman family kind of crossovers? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Also, I have to kind of give it up to the uh, artist Kyle Higgins, who is also um, he's writing some of the stuff that's coming out during the DC. I thought he was annual. a co-writer on this. Is he? Maybe he is. No, I could be wrong. Is Trevor I, McCarthy oh, on art? Yeah, I really didn't look at the uh, two and by stuff. And
0: uh, it's going to be on the last page. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, to do this. Well, if he comments.
1: is, that would make that would be good then. Uh, uh, written by story. Scott yes. Yes. yes, Trevor McCarthy, artist and cover. Okay. It's, written by, it's, it's, it's good straight.
0: catch, Paul. And it's written by Kyle Higgins. He's doing yes. actually all the work. So if you like how he's doing the dialogue of the characters, that's all Kyle Higgins. The story was kind of plotted by Scott Snyder with Kyle Higgins.
1: But Trevor McCarthy, he does have a style that's very reminiscent of Damian Scott, who used to do uh, Batgirl, and he did Nightwing for a while, too. Just kind of like, the almost bolder lines... Almost exaggerated faces. It's that kind of cartoony look. I wouldn't say almost exaggerated because if you look at his penguin, oh, that is
0: exaggerated. That's how the
1: penguin's been kind of drawn though for the past couple years, except for the uh, David Finch stuff in the Dark Knight. I really liked how the penguin was drawn. Just like really long nose,
0: really creepy looking, almost um, Alice in Wonderland esque. Yeah, like I think he, he looks like one of the Mad Hatter kind of henchmen now. More so than the Penguin to me, though. Like, you oh know, God. I would think he would be
1: like See, this hanging is... out with the
0: shark, the hawk, or and the wolf. What what were those three villains you know, from Batman?
1: Um, I, I know the, who you're talking about. It's like the Wonderland gang kind of stuff. And also, no, well, the, they had three predators, which were the
0: Predators of the Land, Sea, and Air. And also, then you had the monk, which was a different group. And then you had uh, the Mad Hatter Gang, hmm. which I think this penguin could fit into either one of those two groups but honestly that, that's like kind of
1: right in line with how the penguin's been really? d- drawn okay. for a little while now it. Yeah.
0: this is my first time seeing it okay
1: but yeah that's kind of like right how he's been
0: mm-hmm. what are you thinking about uh, black bats uh, mask
1: I kind of um, like it it's really? of, it's almost like that old school like bat woman costume
0: yeah and,
1: and, and I like that because it's different it's not like that full on cowl. mm-hmm but it, it's a mask, it kind of distinguishes her a little bit, because she is so. kind of removed from the Batman family at this point.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it would just be like, oh, it's another Batgirl. Yeah, runner. it's Batgirl.
1: Um, so I like the fact that it's kind of almost more exaggerated domino mask. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with, of the
0: bat antennae. Yeah, I, I like the bat kind
1: of. I dig it. Like yeah. It's distinguishable. But she still has almost like the same costume that she had before when she was Batgirl. Right. Um, So that's how she's a little bit more recognizable.
0: Mm -hmm. I I would say that's the only way she's recognizable because with that costume. Because otherwise I would think she was a whole different character. But the voice is right. The voice is right. Especially artistically. artistically, Yeah. That's the only thing. And especially like
1: seeing her dealing with Damien. Mm -hmm. Like she's supposed to lead the League of Assassins you have the child of the League of Assassins there. It, it's just kind of great play, which is what you want with any time you deal with Damien. Mm-hmm. But I've talked about Bat, uh, Batman Gates of Gotham more than I've wanted to, because the because book I such wanted a good book. is actually in the middle of Batman Gates of Gotham. That's no. right, I'm talking about Justice League no. 204, the subway advertisement
0: <laughs> called no. Famous
1: Fans, starring Blake Griffin from the uh, Clippers and NASCAR driver Carl Edwards. Um, this book is fantastic. It's out it, of continuity. Oh, it's most definitely out of continuity. Because you see Wonder Woman's
0: costume? Not that, in that's,
1: continuity. That's not in continuity. Yeah. This is very much like those old school hostess ads you used to have in the back of your comics where something would be going wrong and someone shows up and like, Hey, here's a hostess fruit pie. And it's like, okay, everything's better. Except you get like six fucking pages of it. And they're all great. <laughs> um... <laughs> Basically, it's written I'm, by Joshua Williams. It doesn't matter who it's written or by. by Paul. Bruno. You know why? Because it. it's just horrible, and I don't want to associate their names with anything. Like uh, they should not have put that on here. Rod says, "Obey me, Chris." Um, obey me, Paul. You're, you're jumping way too ahead because the book starts off. I'm I'm going to narrate the whole book, everybody. You're in <laughs> for a fucking treat now. Somebody called Tom Caters. So, Tom Caters. <laughs> He wishes he could have got to this first. That was me getting ready. Just a second. 201. Basically, what you have is Blake Griffin in a Subway ordering his probably favorite sub, I'm guessing, turkey and bacon on wheat. And he's getting it with that avocado. With the basketball
2: in his outfit. Oh well, yeah, okay. of course.
1: Well, When sports stars go out, they dress in their uniforms. Much with like priests. Priests but, never go anywhere without the car. But John, you know how I know you didn't read this? Because he's sitting there eating his sub, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh no, he's late for his dunk contest. <laughs> Which he's lucky because Carl Edwards is there dressed in his NASCAR uniform. And of course, he's got his car outside. He can so, get you there. So he's fast. like, he's going to get him there fast. And what strikes me as odd is not only is he driving around in his stock car, but now apparently they have passenger seats, which they don't, and neither <laughs> one of them is wearing their safety restraints, which not a good message to send to the kids. But it's okay. They've had their subway. They're fueled up for the day now. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you eat a subway sub, you can withstand a car accident. Well, you might be able to withstand a car accident, but what happens when you run into Gorilla Garad and his army of gorillas fighting in the street with the Justice League? You want to be late to your dunk contest. It's absolutely insane. Because apparently, (laughs) someone should tell either the writer or the artist what Aquaman's powers are. Because you have him standing in front of a manhole pointing at a spout of water shooting up. Which isn't Aquaman's powers at all. He talks to fish. Which maybe if they had gotten the tuna fish subs, they, you know, he would have been prepared. Aquaman would have been a good choice to bring to this fight. But he's not. But you know, basically, you've got Garad grandstanding, talking about his mind powers and stuff. And of course, Blake and are like, we gotta help. This is this is far beyond our capacity. So they get some people out of there. And
0: wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Go ahead. Because okay.
0: I don't want you guys to miss this. Oh, I'm not missing anything. Okay, don't miss this.
1: Paul, I've been.
0: Because Garad is going to use his mind powers on these two, you know, normal humans.
1: I have read this book. Probably like ten times since Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> because I'm really it. excited about it. I love it. Because, because you know what? Brad's gonna use his mind control on them, but he can't. You know yeah. why? Because they had their avocado in their subway subs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a superfood. It's a superfood. It energizes them.
0: And then green and, is the power of will. Avocados avocados are green. Ipso facto, avocados are will, power. Poops. Paul, I think you're trying to
1: over-explain this. No, they explain it in the book. <laughs> it's there. So what does Blake do? Free throws, bam, right into Garage's face, which lose, makes him lose his powers for some reason. So all the gorillas wake up and they're like, what were gorillas again? I don't get this. Chris. Hi. He was going to save that
0: shot for the shooting contest that night. It must have been a super-powered
1: shot. It, it was just a regular basketball throw, like, <laughs> I, I, he has not done anything special at all. He was gonna save that move. for <laughs> that shooting contest. There's no, there's, well, but Paul. What? He was going to a dunk contest. And then he free throws it to Garad's face. He's, there's Paul, a shooting Paul,
0: contest, also. Well, might
1: I refer you to page one, panel two. Oh no, I'm late for my dunk show.
0: Mayhem, you to
1: Paul. I, age Paul. Paul, Paul. Paul. <laughs> Chris. I know, it says that. <laughs> okay. Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to this later. <laughs> okay, good. But you know what? They're burning so late now that they have to actually get Green Lantern to carry them both there in a stock car made of pure energy. But what's wrong with this stock car? It has all the logos from Edward's real car on it, but they're not green. They're yellow. They're yellow, which does not work. Which does not work. But you have Carl Edwards asking Blake, hey, you know what you're going to do in that contest, Blake? And he says, yeah. And then the next panel, we see him dunking. Here comes the dunk. <laughs> I imagine there's probably a buzzer. It's all in slow motion because he have. worms and what's happening is he's illuminated by Green Lantern's aura, which I think means Green Lantern cheated and carried him over there. Totally. Which horrible message to send to the kids. Nobody horrible. was there to see it except
0: for one person in the well, stands. Well, that, that, that one guy was one super excited, though. He's, on his, he's, no, on, he's
1: his on his feet. No, he's not on his feet. He's still sitting. He's still sitting. No, he's standing, yeah, standing.
0: yeah, that's the coach. Oh, that guy. They're the one guy in the stands. Chris. That guy. The one guy.
1: I, I can't his... believe you missed it. You read it four times since Wednesday. Ten times. <laughs> Ten times since Wednesday. Ten times. Paul, you're stepping all over me Come <laughs> on. Come okay on. Um, Come on! But finally, after everything is said and done, they're just happy that they can finally finish their subway subs and Green Lantern flies off. Um, Which, did they bring to the car? I don't even know. No, they didn't have them in the battle. They don't have them in the fucking car. Or at least the car that Green Lantern's flying them to the dunk contest in. Because they probably would have left them in Edward's other real car, which is just parked somewhere in the middle of the street, surrounded by fucking gorillas. (laughs) And just water everywhere from Aquaman's (laughs) irresponsible and completely incorrect use of powers. And that's why I want more Subway comics in my books. (laughs) This was number two of four. I need to find the other three.
0: I can't get you number one.
1: I read the first one online, and I feel like I need to pour over it even more just because this is great. This... I would buy this Subway comic book every month <laughs> if it was this caliber of storytelling. Because, you know what, when I want to read fresh, I'm going to eat fresh when I do it, too. So Subway all the fucking way.
0: Make sure you get it with avocado in case of luck, yeah. so you want to control Dude. your mind.
1: And then you throw a basketball at him, and takes away his
0: powers. Because the hit to the head that Green Lantern delivered. Was no, no, rubbish. that was, yeah, that was shit.
1: Because it didn't come from a Spalding, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a drink, I'm heated. <laughs> uh. If you are listening and know where I can find parts 3 and 4, please email me at com. because if you have it, send it to me. I will give you money, I don't care. You just name the price, it is yours.
0: I really wish... I'm going to read it
1: again. Continue. <laughs> I
0: really wish I knew where uh, Blake played for. Uh, the Indiana Clippers. Pacers? No? No. Not Indiana Pacers? That would work out great. No. Let's say he gets I think up. next time I go to
1: Subway, I'm totally going to turkey and bacon on wheat with avocado, just because I want to see... He has lettuce and tomato on there, too! <laughs> he doesn't order that? Well, this Subway guy completely fucked up his order. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't see him walk down the line... Well, he he basically just placed his entire order right there because you don't tell them what you want right yeah. at the get go. So he no. just named three things, and then that was it. That was it. He's even. They fresh. don't they don't show him paying for the sub either, Paul. I'm <laughs> well, guessing he's he did. he's an all
0: star. He gets it for free. Oh my god! He's wearing a jersey that says Subway on it. I think he just you know just shows up wearing that. This and is That's book. why he was wearing that so
1: he could get food for free. Well, he doesn't even have the subway. He's sitting at Subway. I think only Jared eats for free at Subway, actually.
2: <laughs> and how? Why is everywhere they go nobody's there? There's nobody in the subway. There's nobody at the dunk contest. <laughs> there's a few people on the street. They, they
0: drew more but monkeys. Most of than, them are them.
1: They drew more monkeys than anything else. But yeah. Um, what
0: city is this that nobody's this, there?
1: It's it's uh, Pawnee. This Pawnee. It's
0: they're in Pawnee.
1: The the fictional home. What kind of street sign's also just a circle with another circle in it? It's the home of... Alright, you know what? Let's name these guys. Joshua Williamson writing, art by Bruno Renato. Fucking thank you, guys. I'm on ultimate maximum swearing today. Because it's super funny. Basically, they have the same stuff that they have printed on their napkins in the comic book, too. Like the Doctor's Associates, Inc., Wow!
0: Wow! This is what happens when you try to have a dumb contest in Pawnee. I'm spent. Paul was
2: really trying to get us over to the Netflix or our movie flick. What the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? Movie night oh, Still God. not
0: good. No,
2: <laughs> never is. Uh, which is our review of the first three seasons of Parks and Rec. It's good
0: very
1: good. <laughs> I'm done. I I keep flipping the page on this book like I want there to be more, but then it just goes back into Gates of Gotham. Uh, Continue, John.
2: The Amy Poehler uh, show, um, which is on NBC. NBC. Thank you. And uh, is her as the deputy director of the Parks Department for Pawnee, a little town in Illinois? Indiana. Indiana.
0: Thank you. Hence, when I was trying to segue it before. With that's Annie why I was throwing Anna out lasers. the paces. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. He never listens to me. That's true. That's why he doesn't
2: think I'm funny. No. I know that because the only times I do listen to you is when you're
0: trying to tell a joke or say something funny. And then I know it's just not worth listening to. Because I'm trying to relate it to something that you didn't hear before. Of course. So, that's why it's fun. <laughs> uh... But yeah, it's a very good show.
2: <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. I like it. Great cast. Uh, all your cast members do work in the Parks Department. Um, first season, you have.
1: I don't know why you're pointing at me.
0: He
2: you do it the best. Oh,
1: Mark Brandanowitz. There we go. Dude, not all of them work in the Parks Department. Yeah, in fact, Andy does not at the beginning. Neither does Ann.
0: No, I don't know what. And Mark brandenowitz doesn't work in the Parks Department. Yeah, he's a, a city planner. planner. I know, I was saying that he wasn't, and I was going to list those other characters. So don't. Oh.
2: Listen, Chris is just obsessed
0: with this comic we so lucky he shut it.
1: I could still be looking at it, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Parks and Rec.
0: Parks and Rec. It's a like show you it? that you told me I had to watch. Yes. It's a and show that Chris told me I have to watch. And it's one of those shows that I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Much like Lost, but unlike Lost, this is a show I can watch and enjoy and get through. I don't know
2: know how you can't watch Lost.
1: Uh, Honestly, Parks and Rec has a lot in common with The Office. Not just the fact that they share a producer, but they're set up as that documentary style. Like, you're watching the Parks and Rec department from the inside with a camera crew. Mm -hmm. And you have those kind of interstitials where it's just the camera and someone from the department talking. But these characters and the situations they get into are just, they're so great. Like, I love everybody on this show. Um, everybody just performs so well as, you know,
2: as their a character.
1: As their character. That you cannot help but love everybody on this show.
2: There's no reason not to, and they're extremely likable, and they
0: always basically do the right thing. Every character has that zany quality to them, but every character seems real because they all have like a really good quality to them. There is no villain in any of the stories, mm. unless you work at the public library. Yeah, the public library, library is, is the horrible, <laughs> but they're not the main characters. There's no like advi- adversarial relationships. No, everybody kind of gets along except for Jerry. <sighs>
1: uh, uh, Jerry's kind of the schlub of the office, yeah. but that's that's. I know this is what you're trying to do before, but basically, like you said, you have the series main character would be Leslie Nope, deputy director. Then you have her boss, Mr. Ron Fucking Swanson, who, Who's awesome. who is the man
0: played by Nick Offerman.
1: I, I don't unfortunately I don't know the cast's name except for uh, Tom Haverford. <laughs> played by Aziz Ansari, <laughs> who is probably one of my favorite characters in anything ever. Um, then you have intern April Lagate, played by Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. who is adorable. Um, then you have do do we count in Jerry and Donna? No, they're I mean okay. they're, they're, secondary. they're they're secondary characters. But then you also have um, Andy Dwyer, Andy Dwyer, and Ann Perkins, um, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. And, and um, Rashida Jones. See, I, can, I knew you could do I, it. I, I can't believe I, I didn't knew you name could do that. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> who play a residence of Pawnee, who live next door to the pit, which is basically just a big hole in the ground, who Andy Dwyer has fallen into and broken both of his legs.
0: Because mm-hmm. um, the condo was going to be built there. They built the basement and then ran out of money and left Whole.
1: Basically, that's the whole story of Pawnee, mm-hmm. is there's no money anywhere.
0: And everybody's fat.
1: And everyone's fat. It's like, <laughs> I forget the It's
0: name. the third fattest town, the most obese town or our city, in the country. The United States, for all you British listeners.
1: Yes. Yeah. Across the pond.
0: Across the what? Across the pond! Oh.
1: <laughs> anyway, I do like to beat him
0: into it again. <laughs> you,
1: you have to. I've been doing an accent all night, off air. hmm um, but it's probably one of my favorite TV shows. I think it's actually surpassed Arrested Development as one of my favorite sitcoms.
2: Uh, <clears throat> I think they're almost neck and neck. And, uh, but I mean, you're looking at another show, great situations, great characters. And that's what both of these have. And they, and it's always fun. There's never really a moment where it's like, oh, it's a sad episode. Um, spoilers, um, spoilers,
1: spoilers, spoilers. Paul, Go.
0: <laughs> sad episode. Well, that was intense. <laughs> I I teared up during one of the episodes. Uh Ron Swanson's birthday.
1: Oh. I, I was that there.
0: Was heartfelt and moving. The whole setting it up and giving him his dinner from that one steak place that uh, he liked and
1: Mulligan Steakhouse. Yeah,
0: Mulligan Steakhouse and saying, Why would I throw you an Ann Perkins birthday party? Ron Swanson it was just so nice there's some these really nice touching character moments between all the characters especially from Ron like he's like a really libertarian kind of asshole
1: but doesn't believe government should exist but yet he works will, yeah. in government
0: to slow everything down <laughs> but he will do the right thing by anybody he works for or anybody he meets like the little girl that comes into the office asking why small government matters or why uh, local government matters, and she just writes the paper, it doesn't. Amazing.
2: Uh, or how about biting the bullet and letting everyone get back to their normal lives and him having to sit in the middle yeah. of the office in that round cubicle to deal with the
0: public who he hates dealing with. Mm-hmm. But he knew that Leslie would take the bullet for him on that, you know, because he just got. And then he would just <laughs> step in and do it anyways. Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, and Chris, what were you gonna? Um,
1: What was the spoiler? My 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 really sad moment was when little Sebastian dies. That was heartbreaking.
2: What? But you got that great song out of it. Yeah. Which was
0: uplifting.
1: Which was five thousand candles in the wind.
0: 5,000 times better than a candle in the wind. I said eight candles. But okay.
1: Semantics. It's true. But honestly, this show—I started watching the first season because they had it up for instant watch on Netflix, and I was like, oh, "I've heard decent stuff about it," and I kept—I kept going through and watching it because it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was a decent show just to sit there and watch. And as soon as like I started getting into the second season, I was like, "This is a great show," and then I went back and watched all the first and straight through the second season again, and it's. There's something about it; it just speaks to me in a way that most other like sitcoms don't. Which yeah. is weird because
0: uh, NBC has had problems with getting ratings, where it was kind of like on a hiatus for a while mm-hmm. because they had to retweak it, and they brought in uh, a big name, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe to play I'm forgetting Chris Traeger. Thank you. His character name is kind of the new mayor, almost, because the mayor gets. Falls down ill, and he's kind of the interim city planner, I think they call him. Um, yeah. And also a new character, Ben Wyatt.
1: Ben Wyatt is, like I said before, it's one of those shows where every character is kind of my favorite character. Because they all have those moments. Like, Tom Haverford, probably top favorite character. But then Ben Wyatt right behind him. Because he's just this nice guy who became a mayor of a small town when he was 16. Eighteen. 18? Eighteen? All right, thank you. Can't run for he office be. if you can't vote. Who knows? We, this is the world Somebody where...
0: Somebody that ran for a school board vacation hey, vacation
1: when I was eighteen. This, this I, is yeah. a world where Pawnee exists, so... <laughs> who knows? Um, but completely, like, I messed up. I had to to
0: look up to see if there was an actual it doesn't. town called Pawnee in Indiana. Because I kind of think it
1: does. I don't know if there would be a... Like, <laughs> it this, might. This town probably shouldn't exist, because if... <laughs> If it, there is really a Pawnee, I would probably be pissed. <laughs> this show. They constantly it.
2: just eat candy. Never really go to the parks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. But Ben White completely messed up, and is just trying to trying to do it right now, just because he does plan on running for office again sometime in the mm-hmm. future, and he wants to like have a legacy saying like, "No, I've learned from my mistake, and look at all the good work I've done now." And he's, he's so nice. I just love that all the other characters pick on him because he's a nerd. Like They throw out like the Star Wars jokes and the Lord of the Rings jokes against him. And it's, it's funny.
2: It was really great. And he plays a great straight man. He is the straight man to all these other zany characters. And he's the one who doesn't get what's going on with these people. Like, especially with Little Sebastian. Everybody in the town going crazy over this pony who... Uh, he, he's a little horse. A little horse. Who Like, he has an honorary degree from their college. (laughs) Like, and if he whinnies, everybody thinks it's hysterical and the greatest thing ever, and he just doesn't get it.
1: Well, Sebastian is pretty awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's just one of those really fun, it's got a lot of heart, and it's got a lot of laughs to it. And once you get, like, that first season is almost just set up for you to get to know the characters... To then really plow through with
0: great stories with them. I really enjoyed the first season. I want to say it's all set up. I think it pays off right from the very beginning. It was like the first episode and I was hooked in in. Eh.
2: Really? Because the first yeah. episode I watched when it first came out and I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't go back to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple episodes in to go, okay, I need to keep
0: watching. When I ran for Board <laughs> of Education, I, uh, I had to sit through a meeting much like the meeting that uh, she had to sit through <laughs> during that first episode, so I was there. I'm like, I love those town hall meetings. Oh, town hall meetings are the worst. especially. If I if want to go to a town hall meeting. Especially if you're a 17-year-old, and you're just trying to answer the best you can <clears throat> to why you should be more of education. It was stupid. Kids, don't do that. It's not fun. I know, because I enjoy not being fun. You do.
2: But I think it's one of those things that we can all agree on. We all love the show. September twenty second, new season starts. Eight thirty. We should have a party. We
0: We
1: should. should. Hey. Um, Maybe I'll get
0: remarried. Hey. Hey. Spoiler. Can we
1: eat off (laughs) of (laughs) frisbees? We could.
0: I have frisbees. You guys could totally eat off of.
1: We have to share a fork, though.
0: It's alright. I I could, you know, put them in the dishwasher. Since I've been evicted from the Mark <laughs> Studios. It's true. They didn't like you there. No. They didn't. <laughs>
1: I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> you
0: yeah, have plenty to add. Like, you know, where people should find us on the internets with uh, our relaunch.
1: Well, they can find us over at com, the uh, central hub, if you will, of the Bangboard universe. Um, also, they can listen to our article stream... Or, episode streaming over there too which is really cool if you don't download this onto your ipod or are we still in the zune marketplace
0: well, i think we are
1: actually you know your mp3 device yes of your choice or mp4s if you prefer playing those or acc3s yes um also um our youtube channel which is uh bag and board facebook like us bag and board it's pretty yes. simple
0: follow us over our twitter at bag and board, at bag
1: and board.
2: <laughs> i forgot we were on twitter <laughs>
0: Yeah, most people do. Yeah. Does anyone
1: follow us on Twitter? Do we do anything with the Twitter?
0: I post every once in a while. Okay. If I see something on Facebook that you guys post, I try to throw okay. it up on Twitter also. Well,
1: that's good. Oh, that's nice. Keeping yeah. it alive. Not this week though. Nope. No, Paul's uh, without internet.
0: I have to wait until Saturday to get the connection. Mm. I, okay. Uh, you know, we have friends over at the Red Phone Zone. It's true. We voted for our, you know, Zone of Ruthals.
1: We never finished saying what you were going to say before. You, you kind of just trailed off. <laughs> Paul, how many times have we done the Zona of Ruth as? You don't remember it? No. Make- Zone? Zone? Make sure um, um, you go over to redphonezone.com and cast your vote. Hopefully uh, you vote for one of our picks because, Paul, yours was actually one of the nominees. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Miss Sigourney Weaver. And then also mine was uh, Sir Ian McKellen. So if you feel an uh, incredible pull towards mm-hmm. one of those, guess your vote.
0: Ian McKellen? We yeah. just voted in... Uh, what's his name? Hmm. Uh, got a nod. Uh, Sar- Saruman.
1: Yeah. Why can't she have two great wizards from... Uh,
0: it seems rather... Rather uh, convenient that those two would be picked back. Oh, uh, because
1: Ian McKellen's awesome is why, and they weren't picked back to back. Last time was uh, Liam Neeson.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right.
1: And Sean Connery.
0: He was voted in.
1: He, he was one of the. He was the first one. Oh. Actually, I was voted in. Hmm. Little, I don't know about the Hall of Ruth House. We're we're trying to fill it with wizards. Oh, really, wizards. Really? Wizards?
2: Oh, we should totally do that.
1: Which is which is very funny because next week our episode is all Harry Potter. I am so excited for this, you can't even tell.
2: Uh, Chris announced that he will be dressing up for I will him.
1: be dressing up for this episode. And you won't you give our, our Hogwarts tie? You can buy our Hogwarts tie. I will dress up I only this have time. Gryffindor ties though, just so you know.
0: I know. I'm going to totally dress up like a muggle.
1: Oh, we should dress up like a Weasley. Ha
0: I should. You have to be a ginger. Oh. That's true. You don't have to be a ginger to like us over at Facebook or Twitter or whatever. We already said that. Yeah. Just take us out next week. We're out.